Let us pray. Holy God, we pray that you would still any voice in us but your own, that we might hear your word clearly, and that we might see ourselves in your word and apply your word to our lives. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Our Gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of John in chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Rick Jadadi had been a fashion photographer. He photographed some of the big names in fashion, such as Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell. At a lecture recently to the Department of Pediatrics at U of R, which I saw online, of course, he told how he had begun to wonder why beauty was perceived in one stereotypic way. The shape of the nose, the eyes, the cheeks, among other features, were predictable and characterized a particular type of beauty. One day on a New York City street, he observed a young adolescent girl with albinism getting onto a bus. He recognized beauty in her white hair and pale white skin. Now, persons with these characteristics have been shunned in certain cultures. An American society has typically not perceived these individuals as beautiful. But at that moment, Rick determined to photograph persons whose beauty was generally denied, certainly unrecognized. And his initial focus was albinism. He describes having his first subject walk into his studio she was also an adolescent girl who approached him with slumped shoulders and her head down. There was no eye contact. Now Rick has a warm and engaging personality and he soon got her to relax a little and allow him to take some photographs. He then showed her the digital photos and commented on her beautiful features. After the photo shoot, she walked out of the studio with her head up, her shoulders up and back, and a new sense of her beauty as a person. 
Ricciardotti's photography was an act of advocacy. It changed this young girl's perception of her reality, replacing self-doubt with confidence. In our scripture reading this morning, we heard about another advocate. Jesus is telling his disciples that he will be leaving them soon. He is saying that his death is near with a permanent end to his physical relationship with the disciples. Jesus goes on to say that if they love him, they will keep his commandments. The disciples know that that's a tall order. It is to love others regarding, regardless of their personal characteristics or their place in society. At a deeper level, it is to recognize real beauty and strength where some people see no beauty at all or even weakness. For example, in biblical times, lepers with damaged skin and people with paralysis, blindness, or deafness, these were people that Jesus reached out to to show them that they were loved by God. The disciples know that they have consistently failed to understand what Jesus is about and who he really is. How do they have any hope of loving others as he does, seeing beauty and strength where he sees it in his absence? And then Jesus gives them a promise. And I quote, I give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Why is the spirit of truth impossible for the world to receive? And I put the world in quotation marks. The explanation appears to lie in a conflict of values. The spirit of truth, which we know as the Holy Spirit, abides with a community that really tries to love as Jesus loved. This results in prioritizing certain values. It is a community that welcomes all people because it truly believes that every person is a beloved child of God. It is a community that makes kindness toward and care for others a priority, no matter what their personal characteristics, preferences, or condition in life. And that is possible because a community of Jesus followers sees beauty and strength where others see only reasons for disappointment. The advocate generates life and love in this community, our community of faith. The result is that we become advocates of a new reality shaped by the Holy Spirit. And that brings me back to Rick Giudotti. He expanded his photography beyond albinism to children and adults with developmental disabilities and genetic syndromes. 
He traveled all over the world, attending conferences of families dealing with these conditions. And he discovered the humanity in these persons beyond their differences from stereotypic norms. He then began to photograph the beauty he witnessed and as his subjects perceived the beauty in themselves, an interesting transformation began to occur. First, there was self-acceptance, then renewed self-esteem, and then self-advocacy. I believe the same thing was happening in the company of the early disciples. Remember how different they were from most people around them. They had no political or social power. They were rejected for not fitting and even rejecting the cultural norms of the day. So what enabled these disciples to become a force for good in the world? Rick Giudotti has a mantra in his organization, and I quote, change how you see, see what you change, unquote. The advocate, the spirit of truth, is all about this. Interestingly, the Greek word parakletos has been translated in several different ways, advocate, exhorter, comforter, counselor, and helper. But all of these descriptors describe a spirit that gives us courage to keep Jesus' commandments in every time, situation, and season of our lives. This is what made the disciples a force to be reckoned with, even though they were persecuted for it. The advocate helped them see more clearly who they were and what their priorities should be as a community of faith. We need this advocate now more than ever. Currently, the world is in an unprecedented state of disruption because of the novel coronavirus and its global impact. We now see in sharp contrast inequities in our society that were always there. For example, the unequal burden of disease on people of color and those who are poor the absence of preventive care for those with low incomes, and the low incomes of many who provide essential services related to food distribution and general care for the most vulnerable among us. Moreover, this has resulted in a heightened conflict in values in American society. Our freedom in Christ Promoted by the spirit of truth, the advocate seeks the welfare of the community. Individual rights in a crisis that threatens human flourishing become secondary. Our advocate from Jesus Christ wants us to carefully examine what keeping his, keeping his commandments requires us to do and to do that. Though we are living in a time of frightening threat from disease, it is also a time of remarkable opportunity. Recall Rick Gigotti's mantra, change how you see, see what you change. As I mentioned, we're seeing things now that we didn't see before. What does this mean for us 
as a church community. We are in a kind of exile. It is a different exile than that experienced by the Jews when their temple was destroyed in 586 BC and they were taken off to exile or when their temple was destroyed again in 70 CE with further dispersion of the Jews. But we're in exile from our sanctuary and the timing of our return is unclear. Each time the Jewish people returned to Jerusalem after a period of exile, they needed to reimagine their identity and their responsibility to God. The same is true for us. We look to the Holy Spirit, the advocate who has never left us, to determine how we should return and how we should change in order to be a vibrant place of renewal and faithfulness in the next decade. On the issue of return, our COVID-19 task force has been considering ways to mitigate risk when we gather together again. This comes from a deeply held value of caring for the safety of the community. We could allow a small group of people back into the sanctuary when that is permitted by our county, socially distanced from each other, of course. However, perhaps we should wait until we can all return together a far longer time frame. The decisions to be made are not easy. The Holy Spirit reminds us that obeying Jesus' command to love others with the same love that God loves us is our primary responsibility. If we keep this command, no matter what transition we are in, and no matter what church looks like in the future, we will be the change that our Lord Jesus Christ needs in this place and in this time. One thing seems clear. We must make decisions that value every member, keeping people safe and leaving no one behind are important ways to value them. The Advocate is with us to help us in our commitment to be church and keep Jesus' commandments, but how do we see what we need to see? We can be receptive to the Spirit's leading through two concrete practices. First, take time each day, even just five or 10 minutes, to read the Bible as a mirror of your identity. Who are you? What are the values revealed in scripture? Which values shape our community of faith here at Third Church? What Rick Giudotti accomplished with his photographs, the Bible does for us. So then take some time to be in conversation with God about God's plan for your life and for this community of faith. We need to constantly rehearse who we are so that we can face the future with courage. We will begin to envision creative ways to stay connected and affirm each other, young and old, as the children of God we are. I shared Rick Giudotti's work with you because I believe there is an important message for us 
in seeing beauty and strength where others see disappointment and weakness. His mantra, change how you see, see what you change, is a challenge for us to be open to transformation. Rick was concerned about the perception individuals with differences had of themselves. We should think in these somewhat different terms. Change how you see this new reality we are in with the help of the Bible so that you can see the changes desired by the Holy Spirit among us. We cannot predict with certainty what change will look like because the future is something we create with the advocate. But it's very reassuring to know that we have an advocate who guides us in our deliberations and commitments if we are open to the movement of the Spirit among us. When we are motivated by our love for each other and our desire to serve others in the name of Christ, we will see things we didn't see before, and the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will accompany us into changes that transform the church in ways that continue to serve Christ. We remain the church, the Third Presbyterian Church of Rochester in this place, and we are whole, we are whole, even though we are dispersed. Our advocate, the Holy Spirit, exhorts us to do what it knows we can do as disciples of Jesus Christ. My challenge to you, to us all, is that you embrace the change the Spirit requires in this time and this place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.